100 days ago, we were here celebrating another major feast in our church. It was Christmas Day, 100 days ago today. And as part of Christmas Day, um, I remember one of the things that, uh, I usually don't do this, but I remember for my homily on Christmas Day, I used a certain image that I want to I call to mind for us, because we're going to play off of it today. On Christmas Day, I remember my, uh, when we were given the homily, one of the things I said, we, we kind of did a little uh, time machine move, if you will. Um, we, we, it was no longer Raceland, Louisiana. We were in France. It was no longer at that time, 2020. Instead, it was June 1944. And in fact, it wasn't December 25th. It was June 7th. You remember with me, we went back and it was June 7th, 1944. We were in France, living amongst the Nazi occupation of France. Woke up early in the morning from our bed, get a good stretch, cup of coffee, a biscuit, or a cafe au lait and a croissant. Went over to our kitchen table, opened up the newspaper, and the headline read, The Invasion is On. The invasion is on. Because June 6, 1944 was D-Day. And at June 6, 1944, something major happened in the world. So it affected us on June 7th. That the five years of Nazi occupation that we had experienced in France, from people, our, our friends disappearing mysteriously, living under the, the thumb of the Nazis, being afraid to step out of line for fear of death, or one of those camps they talk about. We were, we, we were experiencing hope for the first time that we might be able to be, from, we might be able to be freed from the Nazi occupation of France on June 7th, 1944. And that was Christmas. The hope of the coming of our Savior. The news that our Savior is born and the hope that then ensued. For today, what I'd like to do is I'd like to get back into that time machine, if you will. We're no longer in Raceland, again. We're no longer spending more, our, our 9 o'clock mass here in Raceland. We're no longer in the comfort of the United States. And it's no longer 2021. Instead, it's the springtime of 1945. So if it helps you to kind of picture it, if it helps you to kind of imagine this in your mind, I invite you to close your eyes. If it doesn't, then you're fine. You wake up one morning, you look out your window, it's the gray early morning. You can tell it's probably kind of foggy outside. You get out of your bed, you look down, baby blue and white striped pajamas. They don't quite fit like they used to. Starting to fall off of you a little bit. You're roughly 25% the weight that you were when you showed up. 
start to look around, you don't even notice how crowded the beds are anymore, if they can call them beds, wooden cots. Scratch your arm, and you reveal the only identity that you have been known by over the course of the last 18 months. Six numbers tattooed to your forearm. Just another day in the concentration camp. You're used to the smell by now. You're used to the hunger. You're used to the sound of people groaning and breathing their last. But you walk out of the barracks for a moment. You still see the barbed wire. Sure enough, it's a dense, foggy day. And the guard tower still looms over your quote-unquote home. There's something different, though, about the guard tower today. Usually you would see that pair of eyes staring down at you, intimidating you. I dare you to step out of line. But today, there's no one in that post. And you wonder, shift change, maybe he's got a meeting, but there's no one in that post. So to make your way out the, out the camp and kind of look around, and sure enough, you don't see any of the guards on patrol. In fact, you see a friend of yours who you made whenever you first arrived. You were lucky enough not to be in this line and not that one. And you start talking. I don't see anyone. You two decide to make the bold move of going to the front gate of the camp. But you, use, you make sure to use the buildings that are there as a, as a shelter to kind of hide, to peek around corners, just in case there's a lingering guard who might be waiting. But none are in the way. You get to the front gate. In German, across the top, work makes you free. As all, concentra all concentration camps made a point to have that lie there. And on the front gate is a lock. Just a massive lock hanging on the gate. And you realize the guards aren't here, and you've been locked away like famished cattle. Something catches your eye on the horizon, though, in the fog. There's, an, there's, a, there's a figure that's making its way towards you. It's coming into focus. You don't know what it is. You start to get worried because it might be the Germans coming back. You see that it's a soldier on a horse. But there's something different. His uniform. As he gets closer, he tells you, Medicine is on its way. Doctors are on their way. Food is on its way. He gets off of his horse, walks over to the lock, and pulls his pistol and shoots it off. Lock falls to the ground, 
the gates are open. You're free. You survived the Holocaust. Unlike 8 million other people who didn't, you've survived hell on earth. You've survived the oppression of the Nazi party. You survived the horrors, of, one of the horrors of human history. You went in and you've survived. You're free. How would you, how, how would that, number one, change your life? How would that, number two, be remembered? And how would that, number, who, number three, who would you tell? I don't know about you, but that would change my life completely, right? To not be imprisoned, to not be starving, to not be in chains, to not be working, back-breaking work of moving rocks from one pile to another and back to the other place just for their entertainment. To not have to be called by a number, but instead by a name. To be able to have my life back. Change my life completely. Number two, how would I remember that? I don't know about you, but I think whatever that date was that I, would rem- that I, was, I was released, I was able to be liberated from the camp, I don't think a, a year would go by that I would not tell my story. I don't think a year would go by that I wouldn't have a major celebration I don't think a year would go by that I wouldn't cry tears of joy that I'm no longer in that hellhole. And number three, I would tell anyone and everyone who was willing to listen what I had been through. Now, why do I bring us back to 1945 in the spring? Why do I bring us to a concentration camp on Easter? It's supposed to be a wonderful celebration. Because I think a lot of times we can find ourselves knowing what we celebrate, but not necessarily experiencing the why we celebrate it. We know that the tomb is empty today. We just heard it in our gospel that Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John all see that the tomb is empty and they come to realize that Jesus has risen from the dead. Alleluia, alleluia, right? We know this for a fact. Our faith tells us that this is what we celebrate today. But oftentimes I think we miss the why. While a concentration camp was hell on earth, it is nothing compared to the grip of sin, slavery, and death that Satan had on this world from the moment of the fall of Adam and Eve. The reign of terror that the Nazis had through all of Europe was absolutely horrendous. But it was nothing compared to the thousands of years, generations and generations going back, of no hope of eternal life, of being separated from God for all eternity. 
Today, we don't celebrate liberation from a camp. We celebrate liberation from sin. We celebrate liberation from death. We celebrate the fact that today, because the, because the, the grave is empty, because the stone has been rolled back, because Christ is no longer there and has resurrected, you and I have the hope of eternal life. And that's worth celebrating. So our second point, what do we do to celebrate it? We come to church. We come to our Lord. We come to commemorate the moment that God has thrown open the gates of heaven and reestablished the possibility of us being with Him for all eternity that was lost with our first parents. Today, we celebrate in the most profound and powerful way we possibly can that through our baptism, through our death with Christ, we rise to new life. And it's promised for you and me. And then finally, who do you want to tell? This story is actually a real story. The man's name was Gene Klein. When he was liberated, him and two friends that he had made, they were all from different countries around Central Europe, but him and two friends that he had made, they were standing there, and as they saw the lock hit the ground, the first thing they did was turned around, and with all the energy that they had left in their bodies, they turned around and ran through the camp. And in every language that they knew, they just yelled the words, We're free. They ran as fast as they could into every one of the barracks and yelling as loud as they could, we're free, we're free, we're free. As we go forth today, as we have now experienced the grace of God working in us all this Lenten season, and now as we celebrate and see that the tomb has been empty, who are you going to tell that we're free? Who are you going to proclaim the gospel to? That Jesus Christ died for you, he died for me, he died for us all, and we are free. We no longer need to live in that place of slavery, of prison, of sin, of death. That because the tomb is empty, Jesus has defeated it all, and we are free. This is what the Lord wants us to celebrate today. Not just the what. If the what of Christmas is the coming of Christ, the why is because we have the hope of eternal salvation. If the what of today is that the tomb is empty, the why is because Jesus has proven that God will answer His promise. That God will come true. That His his promise is something that we can rely on. And we've experienced it today. Today's not about colored eggs and chocolate bunnies. Today is about our liberation, our freedom, and the fact that we don't have to live in a, in a prison of sin and of death. Today, we are liberated from that place. 
and we never have to go back. May we boldly proclaim that statement of we're free. Happy Easter.